Yo, 11 minutes, mostly Vegas, no BS, casino experience, and more. Michael Traeger is a casino and travel loyalty expert who also helps people turn their travel dreams into reality. And now, Michael Traeger. How's it going, Michael? It's going great. I'm going to Vegas. Did you know that? I'm going to Vegas this week. I think I think you might have mentioned <laughs> that to me a few times, that you're going to Vegas. I'm glad to see that you're even – the closer you get to it, the more excited you are. So I think I think you're definitely ready for Vegas. Absolutely. Well, I'm ready because I'm going to get a haircut and a shave. So other than that, I'm not – you know, I don't care. That's my main, that's my main, that's my main reason. But also before I forget, uh-huh. I want to make sure that people check out our last episode, which was episode 12 about, and because we ask a question about five star casinos, if there is such a thing or what it would be. And that is something we're going to be addressing on an episode later this week, maybe with me at Win Las Vegas. So I'm just giving, that's my quick reminder for today. Sounds awesome. So basically that that haircut and that shave is kind of a a, a renovation in a way, right? A, a self renovation of like your facial area, maybe. It, it is it is a self renovation. I, I feel that I I need to be renovated, and I go to Vegas to be renovated. Thank you for playing along. I was desperately trying to find a segue for our news story, and now it is time for the news and views. Major renovations are underway at Circus Circus, and they can be summed up with one word: revitalization. The more than 50-year-old Las Vegas Hotel and Casino is known for its kid-friendly amenities such as the Adventure Dome theme park and living up to its name with a quirky circus theme. Now, the strip staple is getting a makeover inside and out to get it back to the glory days of what it used to be per general manager Shauna Garrity. That included refreshing Circus Circus's classic pink and white tent roof for the first time in its 55-year history. The 43,500-square-foot roof tent top, visible from passersby on the Strip, had become an eyesore over the years, so Circus Circus started from scratch and painted it anew in its signature colors. I just want to point out that for the first time in 55 years, they painted the roof. 55 years. I mean, that's really putting things off. Anyways, other renovations to the property include those at Circus Circus's Adventure Dome, which has grown to 28-plus rides with more on the way, and furniture upgrades across the hotel's rooms. That's going to do it for the news, and now for the views. Michael, what are your thoughts on Circus Circus taking 55 years to paint the eyesore of a tent top it had? My thoughts... My thoughts, this is, my first thought is that you picked a topic. And just so people know, I I have often have no idea what the topic is going to be for the day until a few minutes before we record. And Circus Circus is one of my m- most favoritest topics <laughs> in the entire world of casinos. But why, though? You're, you're so freaking bougie. I, I mean... You know, Circus Circus is, I don't want to say ghetto, but I am saying that, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But wait a second. Is is Circus Circus more ghetto than the resort side of Wynn? That's a good question. (laughs) One may never know. Well, you know, you bring up a point. But Circus Circus opened up as a fucking bougie of bougiest casinos. Sort of. It really did. I hear you. La- you're laughing at me, Movestro. You are. You're <laughs> laughing at me. But let me explain. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. 
All right. And, and then I'll give you your, and then I'll give you the microphone. Okay. So a couple of things about, so Circus Circus was Jay Sarno's amazing idea about casinos, you know, and he had, he had created Caesar's Palace. And it was supposed to be a adult-themed circus casino. There were some great quotes. There's a great quote about it from Fear and Loathing, Las Vegas. Go look it up. It's really good. Anyway, when they first opened, they didn't have a hotel. And you actually had to slide down a slide to get into the casino, most people, which I think is like a super cool idea to do it. They stopped that shortly thereafter because people were leaving like glassware and drinks down there. And you would slide down and then like get shards of glass not cool, at least as the story goes. The other thing is that Circus Circus was featured in a James Bond movie called Diamonds Are Forever. And there's actually a cameo of Jay Sarno in that movie, and which is really, really cool. But but it was supposed to be like, a, it was just supposed to be a cool concept for a casino. And it actually was sort of fancy and bougie, even though it was a circus. And also, one of the things that really hurt it is it did not open up with a hotel when it first opened. But unfortunately, things really didn't take off for Circus Circus, and it never really caught on. And the casino property was eventually then leased to uh, – well, I don't know if it was leased or it was purchased. Yeah, I think it was leased to – it was leased to – William Bennett and William Pennington and these are and Bennett would go on to like create like the whole like Mirage kind of uh before it became MGM Mirage he's the one who did he's the one who did Luxor he's the one who did Excalibur that's why Excalibur is so like the idea of Circus Circus but he came in and he decided to make Circus Circus a non-bougie casino on purpose he wanted that casino to be for every the everyday person. And they did a number of things at Circus Circus, which would attract people. One was they had a super low room rate, and they guaranteed that they would never sell out. They did that by allowing people – they would allow people to book rooms, and they would put them at other places, even if they did sell out. And they had all kinds of incentives and things for families and for like just the average – what he would say, like the average working stiff to come. And one of the most symbolic things they did when they took over this casino is they took an axe to the big Baccarat tables to basically prove that Circus Circus was no longer a really cool, bougie casino, but it was a casino for like the average guy or gal. You love Baccarat. I do. Yet you're happy about this place that took an axe to Baccarat tables. I'm just, I'm just trying to understand. Like, did you get stuck at Circus Circus, like trapped in a room for three weeks, and you got that weird syndrome that happens when you're held captive and you start to sympathize with your captor? I forget what it's called, but anyway, like I'm just trying. I still can't. Under, okay, okay, it's got a nice history. I get it. I'm, Vegas history is great stuff. Great stuff. I, I fine. I'll give you that. What about it today that you that you do you absolutely love? Do you love it so much that on your current trip to Vegas that's coming up tomorrow that you have plans to book a stay at said Circus Circus? Actually, one of one of the things on my bucket list, if I did have a bucket list, would be to stay at Circus Circus in the suite that Jay Sarno built that is a duplex suite, which is still there and is an amazing suite. 
There's an amazing duplex suite. But you know what? I actually am going to stop by Circus Circus because I'm down on that end of the strip. I love the place. I have lots of pictures. There are tons of details that are like Sarno details. And some of those details are similar to details of the original Caesar's Palace, Las Vegas. And some of those other concepts come from the original Fountain Blue in Miami. So yes, I love the place. I think the steakhouse is pretty good. I think it's slightly overrated, but it's cool. But you know what, Movestro? We're fucking meeting at Circus Circus for drinks, okay? That's what we're doing. That's where you're meeting me, okay? So you better be prepared. (laughs) What day is that? I think I'm going to be sick. (laughs) You see, I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) You know what? Actually, we're going to go to the steakhouse. And if we don't, if we don't have dinner there, we're going to go to the bar and I'm going to show you some details of Circus Circus, which are super cool. And this is Vegas history that you do not want lost as long as you can deal with the smell. Okay. I will go there for the history. Okay. And and to, and to hang out with you, of course. Okay. But, of course. But that and the history. But honestly, I just don't. It's just a freaking sea of children, dude. It's a nightmare. I just can't. Yeah, that is a problem. Yeah. That, 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 is one of, that is one of the problems. But it is, it is an interesting property. It is, it is rather historical. And also, they've been incredibly profitable over the years. I mean, they do fill, it, fill in a niche. And I think that's one of the things about the development of Vegas, which I like, is that there are different casinos, different properties for different kind of people. And I th- and that's one of the things I think is so interesting about Vegas, which allows even the super fucking bougie people to love Vegas, as well as the non-bougie people to love Vegas. That's why Vegas gets like over 42 million visitors a year, because it doesn't just attract one market. Tons of people have amazing times and amazing visits to Vegas from all different walks of life. And that's what makes Vegas amazing. Vegas has a place for everybody. Mm -hmm. I guess that's the moral of the story. The 42 million visitors a year thing, is that uh, from the LVCVA? Probably, yes. Oh, I know know where you're going with this. So they like to count uh, people landing at the airport as Vegas visitors. But the thing is that airport is an international hub. So a lot of people land at the airport and then transfer to another flight, but they tend to not count that. I think what they need to do is look at hotel stays versus people who are landing at the airport, and they'd get their true number that way. But whatever. But you know what? It's still – I mean, in a a general sense, the number of visitors to Vegas is incredible, even if, like, that includes the convention and the tourists and all that. But but your point is extremely well taken – and I would be interested, and maybe it's out there, like the difference between like pure tourists, convention visitors, that kind of stuff. So that's an interesting thing. Actually, that's a great topic for another one. But, you know, you you made me happy today when you decided to do a new story about, about Circus Circus. So for that, Movestro, I thank you. You're very welcome, Michael. That being said, it is time for the tease. So today's tease is a really simple one and is something that we'll have to revisit probably on another episode or many episodes. But that teases, do you have an obligation to a property when you arrive 
i.e. when you've come back to a property and checked in, using a comp offer. And obviously, when you get offers, especially marketing offers from properties, and we're, we're focusing on marketing offers, we talk about, you know, those offers are based on your prior play. So basically, you've played, you've lost, you've won, you've done whatever, and the casino is saying, come back, come back, we want you to return. So the question is, you know, do, or do you owe the casino anything for that offer? And I'm not necessarily going to totally answer that question, but it's definitely something to think about. I can, not totally answering it, I will tell you that my opinion is that you have earned the offer and what you do with the offer is your choice. Now, of course, logically, you would like to continue to receive offers from the casino. So if you don't play up to the level you used to play or play much at all, you're probably not going to get offers. Or worse, the casino could really not like you at all and restrict you from marketing offers to begin with. So that's that's something, something interesting to think about, and I think you should think about. We do have an article at Travelzor called The Big Play casino gambling day of how you should approach a new property to get the best offers. That's a great topic. If people want to talk more about that, that that literally could be a full 11 minutes. But anyway, I think if you get an offer, you've earned that offer. I do think that you shouldn't be a pig. You should be reasonable and you should be playing at a property when you come back with on an offer. I also think that you should be disciplined about that. You should keep track of things. You should have loss limits. Maybe not obsessively, but you should do a little bit better than you've been doing before at tracking things. And also realize that if you did follow the advice in the big the big play casino gambling day, you might not be able to play at that exact same level. But that's uh that's okay. You know, I mean, that's that's fine. So what do you think, Movestro, if you get a casino offer? What do you think? It's like you don't have to do anything. It's cool. It's a gift. Or like, how do you how do you relate to that really quickly? A debate about this. Um, the way I see it, if I got a casino offer, it was because of my previous play. So I earned it and it is mine. Now, a lot of people also say you also want to make sure that you know, you're putting a lot of money into the machines or you're gambling a lot to sort of for your uh, average daily theoretical. And that has a lot to do with the points that you earn. And so that, you know, if you want to keep getting offers, you have to do that. But that's also known as chasing comps. And so I don't really like to be locked into one property. Um, you know, I don't mind going across, you know, a portfolio of properties like MGM side or, or Caesars side. Uh, is it still Caesars? It's still Caesars, right? Yeah. Caesars it, or rewards. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I don't like that. I mean, as of when I was visiting, I wanted to go to as many places as possible. You know, it doesn't matter who owned it. Like I wanted to go everywhere and do all the things. So the idea of like having to be locked into the flamingo and, you know, play video poker and, and slots in just one place, it's kind of like a, a staycation at one resort. And I'm not about that. I'm just like, hey, I earned something. I'm going to make full use of it. You know, thank you for that, you know, Tuesday through Thursday stay because that's really all I ever <laughs> able to get was midweek offers but like um i don't think you owe the casino anything uh, i think whatever they offered you you earned it based on your previous play if you choose to chase comps that's on you i personally never did 
but I still manage to always, you know, get like at least midweek offers. Yeah. And I think there's a lot, your biggest, your best point there is you shouldn't chase comps. If you're going to play, that's fine. Maybe you should be a little bit smarter about the way you play, especially if you play heavier, but you shouldn't be chasing it. You shouldn't be doing anything which could potentially cause you to lose an extreme amount of money more than you regularly would. And everything's relative, right? So if your loss limit is like you bring 300 for a trip, you shouldn't be doing something that would cause you to lose $800, you know, just so that you can get enough points because that's not the goal of it. And then you're honestly, you're not optimizing anything and you have to be real, you know, you have to be cognizant of that kind of thing. But anyway, it's a great topic. Something we'll talk more. We'd love to hear what you think. If you get a casino offer, is it just an offer and you have no obligation? Let us know. All right. And before we get going, do you have any uh, closing remarks? Anything that's on your mind? Yes. I'm going to see you this weekend and I'm going to put $100 in a slot machine and we're not going to tell anybody what happened. But we're supposed to. It's YouTube rule. You have to say what happened <sighs> when you put $100 into a slot machine. It's got to be the title of the video. <laughs> and you got to have that shocked look on your face. <gasps> So we put a hundred dollars at a slot machine at Circus Circus. Circus Circus, and this happened. <laughs> we watched the child predator get arrested. Oh no, wait, no, sorry. That was no, wrong. no, 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 stop. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hey, I love that property. That was mentioned in Fear and Loathing. It, it, I'm just saying. Okay, it was, okay. It was okay. mentioned. I and, and you know what? Bonus points to anyone who shares the quote about Circus Circus from Fear and Loathing. What Circus Circus is or would be if. Anyway, I'm curious if anyone gets that reference. But it's been great. I can't wait to get to Vegas. Thank you as always, Movestro. It's a, it's a good time. And I never know what to expect. As always, happy to do this, this, this here program. <laughs> With you. I don't know why I thought of the word program, A-M-M-E, at the end, like it is a British thing or like a UK thing, but it did. So I don't know. But yeah, always, always happy to do this. I, I look forward to it every day. And that's going to do it. If you're enjoying the audio version of this podcast, check out the video version on our channel, youtube.com forward slash at Travel Zork, and head on over to the Yo! 11 Minutes playlist. Luxury travel booking, Travel Zork Travel. Visit us at TravelsOrkTravel.com to plan your next amazing vacation, and please join the conversation on social media. You can find us easily. All social platforms are at Travelzork. We'll see you next time.